It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Hello, word nerds. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. My name is Spencer. <laughs> Why does my brain not know how to rhyme? I love rhyming, and I can't think of one so fast. I could never, I could never do one of those rap battle things. Welcome to the show. We're gonna floaty flow. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, hey. Could you please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts? That would be great. Share this show all over the place. Uh, subscribe to it so you get all those automatic downloads and things. Follow me on social media at DictionaryPod on Twitter and Instagram, and there are some pictures and things and sometimes slightly funny, goofy, silly uh, captions. You can email me, DictionaryPod at gmail.com if you want to say anything. Um, you can follow my personal um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at SpeedJampar, S-P-E-J-A-M-P-A-R. There is a Google Voice number in the show notes, 917-727-5757. You can text it, you can call it, leave a message, and um, if you want, I can put it in an episode. At the very least, I just want to hear what you say, but if you're okay with it, I'll put it in a show. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, I haven't mentioned this for a while. Um, if you come up with any jokes for any word from the letter E all the way to the end of the alphabet, go ahead and email it to me. I'll organize it into my little folder structure, and so when I get to that word, I will make sure to read your joke and credit you if you want. Uh, Let's see, what else? Patreon, uh, as little as $1 a month, that'll get you early episodes, and uh, you know, there's gonna be a good break between the letters D and E, And so, um, you know, if you join the Patreon, you are going to get, you're going to start getting the E episodes before everybody else. And I don't know, it could be weeks, it could be months early. I don't want to fool around with this. I want to get going on my my side. I want to get ahead as quick as possible. So if you join the Patreon, you, uh, you might get some pretty early episodes is all I'm saying. What else? Oh, uh, merchandise, T public link in the show notes. Go ahead and buy some merchandise for this show and other things that I've made. And maybe there will be more coming. Maybe maybe one day there will be more merchandise options and there will be uh, more things up on the Patreon that are more than just this podcast. All right, we have to ta- now talk about all of these dis words. What do they mean? Let's let's review the prefix, the dis-prefix from the previous episode. All of these words are going to be related somehow to something being abnormal, difficult, impaired, or bad. Just bad. So, we are starting with dysentery. D-Y-S-E-N-T-E-R-Y. The last word in the previous episode was dysenteric, which is just of or relating to dysentery. Dysentery is a noun from the 14th century. Number one, a disease characterized by severe diarrhea 
with passage of mucus and blood and usually caused by infection. So you somehow got an infection in the inside of your body, in your gut region, your digestive tract, I'm assuming, and for some reason, whatever, you know, your body's like, I got an infection, I gotta go fix this thing. And for whatever reason, that can turn into severe, severe diarrhea with mucus coming out and blood. And what a wonderful way to start this episode. The penultimate episode of the letter D's is starting with diarrhea, mucus, and blood. Oh my. Hmm. Number two for dysentery is just the synonym diarrhea, spelled D-I-A-R-R-H-E-A, because nobody on earth knows how to spell that word. Uh, Okay, so why is it called dysentery? This is obviously from the dis prefix, plus the Greek word enteron, which means intestine. So, okay, which prefix are we, which uh, meaning of this prefix, um, impaired, yeah, bad, sure, difficult, sure, abnormal, sure, I think this one fits all four of those. Your intestines are abnormal, they're behaving difficulty, difficultly, uh, they are impaired, and they are just bad. Hopefully, your dysentery goes away. Uh, I may have mentioned this when I got to diarrhea, but of course I have to mention it again. Uh, this is a third-hand story that somebody told me. One of their my friends were in a car with their friend, and whatever the context was, doesn't matter. He said, "Uh, oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna write my dysentery on it," and of course he meant dissertation. Maybe I told that story when I got to dissertation, but he said dysentery, and they just thought it was so silly. Okay, have we talked about dysentery enough? I think that's that's all there is to say. I hope I never have dysentery, and I hope you never have dysentery too, and uh, I'm not sure what causes it, other than infection. Okay, what is my sound effect? It was something like, bleh, I don't know. Something that's like, it's just bad and abnormal. The next word is dysfunction. Um, normally, I think we spell this word with a D-I-S, which is totally fine, but here it is spelled D-Y-S. Noun from circa 1916, one, impaired or abnormal functioning. Just anything that is functioning in an abnormal way, it's impaired in some way, it is, it's a dysfunction, as in gastrointestinal dysfunction and maybe from that gastrointestinal dysfunction you get dysentery number two abnormal or unhealthy interpersonal behavior or interaction within a group as in family dysfunction we put the fun in dysfunction uh, oh, you know, so what is this? It's not really interacting with people in a great way. I'm trying to think of other ways to describe dysfunction. Dysfunctional, uh, that is an adjective. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm cutting out a part of this because I felt like I was going down a path 
of trying to describe this in some way, and I just really wasn't able to come up with the right words. So I think it's I think it's understood well enough. Unhealthy interpersonal behavior. I wanted to come up with specific examples, but um, but that was pretty difficult to do. Uh, not interacting with people, great. Not speaking to them in a great way, or in or, or reacting in a great way. What that exactly means, I don't know. I'm not a therapist. Uh, but yeah, I just I just love I just love it when we put the fun in dysfunction. Uh, let's see. So yeah, this is obviously using uh, the uh, the abnormal impaired. Oh, impaired. Actually, the number three definition for dis. The example was dysfunction. <laughs> Next is dysgenesis. Noun from 1962. Defective development, especially of the gonads. And uh, we are specifically possibly talking about Kleinfelter's syndrome. Um, so Kleinfelter's syndrome, I guess, is a defective development of the gonads. So genesis is all about the creation, the beginning of a thing. And so if it is dysgenesis, it's, uh, it's impaired, it's abnormal in some way. Um, clearly, clearly, uh, anything that has been created in some defective way, uh, you know, different from what we consider to be normal, would be considered dysgenesis. But um, I guess it mostly talks about the gonads. Uh, they have been developed in, um, in a defective way, abnormal, impaired in some way. Uh, these are not judgmental words. They are just more uh, uh, scientific-specific, literal words. Uh, and, of course, this is all just based on what we consider to be normal. Um, yeah. If you want to let me know, no, you can't do that. Uh, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes for Kleinfelter's syndrome if you want to learn more about that for some reason. Uh, and I'm assuming, I'm hoping, that Kleinfelter syndrome is in this book, so we can talk more about that then. Dysgenic, D-Y-S-G-E-N-I-C, adjective from 1912. 1. Tending to promote survival of or reproduction by less well-adapted individuals, especially at the expense of well-adapted individuals. Okay, there's a lot there. We have a couple sections in parentheses. We have an example, the dysgenic effect of war. So, tending to promote survival of or reproduction by less well-adapted individuals like the weak or the diseased. So we're promoting the survival or the reproduction of the weak or the diseased, especially at the expense of the well-adapted individuals like the strong or the healthy. Hmm, this is, this is very interesting. Um, I don't think that the, uh, the strong or the healthy maybe appreciate this word dysgenic um, because it's at their expense. So, hmm, I would love, I would love an example. Uh, we, we do have this one example, the dysgenic effect of war. So I guess what that's saying is that because of war, um, the, the weak, the weak, the unhealthy, the diseased, uh, they are able to, to survive more easily 
because the strong or the healthy, maybe they were the ones who were fighting in the war, and a lot of them died to help, uh, yeah, to help uh, uh, save, uh, help allow the weak or the disease to survive and reproduce. Hmm. Never really thought about it that way and didn't realize there was a word for that. So that's an interesting concept. And number two is biologically defective or deficient. Wow, there's a lot going on with this word. Biologically defective or deficient. So that's similar to dysgenesis. We're talking about the something that's defective from uh, from the beginning, but dysgenesis is more about the beginning. Uh, yeah, I, I can't get into the specifics of that necessarily, but you know, similar idea. Now, this word dysgenic does not have etymology, so I couldn't tell you where the genic part comes from, although I would assume it's similar to genesis. Um... What else, what else, how else can we break this word down? Dysgenic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot else. I'm trying to look at the etymology or figure it out uh, based on what I know. And I'm not really being able to come up with anything because I don't know enough about just the word or the part of the word genic. Uh, So, in the G's, we'll learn about that. Somehow this is a dis sound effect. Next is dyskinesia. D-Y-S-K-I-N-E-S-I-A. Dyskinesia or dyskinesia. Dyskinesia. Noun from circa 1706. This is impairment of voluntary movements resulting in fragmented or jerky motions as in Parkinson's disease. That is exactly what I was thinking of as I was reading that definition. Uh, It does say compared to tardive or tardive dyskinesia, which seems like it would be a specific kind of dyskinesia, maybe one of the more common ones. Um, And so I guess if you got the dyskinesia, you, uh, you have these kind of odd, weird, fragmented, jerky movements that you can't Uh, You can't really control that way because it's impairment of voluntary movements. That's when if you have normal voluntary movements, you can move however your brain wants to. But when when that's impaired in some way, there's an issue with your brain and probably your nerves, and they're not quite talking with each other so good. And so you you get this uh, dyskinesia. You are acting all dyskinetic. That is an adjective. So, as we see a lot with uh, words like this, this is from the Greek, dyskinesia, don't know how they pronounce it, and that means difficulty in moving, because it is from dis plus kinesia, or kinesis, which means motion, also from kinene, kinene, which means to move, and yes, you know, kinetic, kinetic things are all about motion and movement, so uh, yep. It all makes sense. It all tracks. It does say there is more at the word height, not like how tall something is. It's height. This is H-I-G-H-T. And I think that's a word that I am not familiar with. Next is dyslexia. I wish I could have quickly come up with a dyslexia joke. Oh, it's uh, dyslexia. 
I, I switched two of the letters. Okay, this is a noun from circa 1888. Um, I, I actually feel like I do have some very slight dyslexia. I feel like I'm kind of low on the dyslexia scale because sometimes, you know, things get switched around in my brain. Um, so let's see if uh, that comes out in this reading of the definition of dyslexia. It probably won't. This is a variable, often familial learning disability involving difficulties in acquiring and processing language that is typically manifested by a lack of proficiency in reading, spelling, and writing. That was a lot more general than I realized. I think I want to put a link in the show notes for dyslexia because I feel like this is a pretty big topic. A lot of people uh, have to deal with this. So they call it a learning disability. I'm wondering if that is maybe the best way to word things. I feel like have a have a memory of th- hearing that maybe maybe the term learning disability is maybe not exactly correct PC I don't know um, so it says there's difficulties in acquiring and processing language uh, that is typically manifested by a lack of proficiency in reading spelling and writing so I think what it's saying is that when you are doing reading spelling or writing um, there is a, a an issue with the processing of that language, of that information, or acquiring that information when you are, say, reading it. Now, it doesn't say why. That's the thing. Um, you know, I think of dyslexia as being swapping letters around in your brain. Your your eyes and your brain think that uh, that one letter comes before the next, but in, in reality, on the piece of paper, it's the other way around. But it doesn't, um, I, I'm guessing that there are other ways that dyslexia can come about because it's, it's a very general thing. It's just uh, difficulties in acquiring and processing language. Uh, by the way, dyslexic is an adjective or a noun. Um, so yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I did hear that uh, somebody invented a font a font for for letters and numbers that because of the way that it's designed uh, is supposed to help people with dyslexia to not be swapping the letters around. And I think what it was was the bottom of the letters were thicker and they were thinner at the top. And for whatever reason, oh, I'll have to put a link in the show notes for this one too. For whatever reason, um, it um, makes it easier to not swap the letters around in your head. I heard about this years ago. Don't know if people are using it. If it actually helps, I don't know. This is from, of course, the dis prefix plus the word lexis, the Greek word lexis, which means word or speech, from legin, also Greek, which means to say. So we're saying the words, we're speaking them, that is our speech. Um, But it's also not about saying things out loud. It's also just understanding the words and the speech and the and the reading of them. And it could possibly um, be, you could possibly, I guess, have, have uh, dyslexia when you're hearing things um, because it's all about how does, is the brain processing things. So yeah, I do think I have, I'm a, a little bit of a dyslexic. Dyslogistic, adjective, from 
1812. The synonym is uncomplimentary. Uncomplimentary. Um, so what does that mean? You're not complimenting people. You're not receiving compliments well. Um, you don't you don't compliment things. You don't in terms of like you don't you're not a good match. You don't compliment. Maybe that's a different compliment actually. Uh, dislogistically is an adverb. Um, yeah, it's not not really getting a lot of information here. So we have to wait until the use to talk about uncomplimentary to really understand this one. Um, it's from the prefix dis and the suffix logistic, as in eulogistic, which is spelled with an E-U, but it doesn't say what that means, so we don't know, and we got to move on. Dysmenorrhea. D-Y-S-M-E-N-O-R-R-H-E-A. Noun from circa 1810. Painful menstruation is dysmenorrhea, and someone who has a painful menstruation would be dysmenorrheic. Uh, That is an adjective. So we don't specifically need more etymology here because I think it is pretty clear, um, even though you may not be familiar with the word menorrhea, um, based on this definition, you you can figure it out. Um, this sounds like it sucks. I mean, I think that there are, uh, people who are born with a uterus who, uh, get the menstruation every month who, I guess some of them don't have any pain involved at all, but I'm, I feel pretty good that most of those people have some level of pain, but once it reaches a certain threshold, a certain level of pain, it would be considered dysmenorrhea. And uh, that sounds like it sucks, and I am uh, I feel very bad if you have to deal with that. <laughs> Dysmenorrhea again, but this is spelled a little bit differently uh, because this is the chiefly British variation of dysmenorrhea, and so the difference in spelling is there is an O in rhea, R-H-O-E-A. So many vowels. Dysmorphic, adjective from 1954. This is characterized by malformation, as in dysmorphic, no, mildly dysmorphic ears or dysmorphic cells. So they've just formed in a goofy way, and uh, you know, it's just a thing that happens. Not sure why. Your genes get kind of funky. Maybe there's a little mutation. They don't uh, quite do what they got to do. Uh, but, you know, it's just they're, they're just they're normal for themselves. They're fine. You, those ears are mildly dysmor- dysmorphic. They're slightly malformed. And they, that's then and, and they're nice and they uh, they got character. I think that's good. Dyspepsia. Oh, that's one way to say it. Uh, You could also say dyspepsia. D-Y-S-P-E-P-S-I-A. Dyspepsia. Noun from circa 1706. One. The synonym is indigestion. Oh, my belly. My belly is not digesting so good. There's some problems in there. I got the gas. I got the bubbles. Ooh, I got the dyspepsia. Number two is ill humor. And the synonym 
is disgruntlement. It's a fantastic word. So what is this? Like you uh, you feel very grumbly. You don't have a good sense of humor. You're ill-humored. You just like to be disgruntled all the time. Hmm. That is so not related to digestion. This it's, That's an interesting one. Dyspeptic. Yeah, dyspeptic. That is an adjective or a noun. And dyspeptically is an adverb. So, this is from the dis prefix plus the Greek pepsis, which means digestion. Also from peptine or pessine, which means to cook or digest. And there's more at the word cook. So, uh, I guess that's why we got like peptobismol. That's a similar prefix. It's all about digestion because when you take some peptobismol, you got some issues with your digestion, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> dysphagia, D-Y-S-P-H-A-G-I-A, dysphagia. Noun from 1783. Difficulty in swallowing. I have this. Kind of, a little bit. I have some dysphagia. Um... If you have listened to my old episodes, you've probably heard me talk about it. Uh, this was a few years now. I started to get some some soreness and some difficulty in swallowing. Little things would get stuck. Um, just felt like it wasn't quite. Uh, it wasn't wasn't going down as easy. It wasn't working as good. So I've got some tests done, and they have no explanation other than saying your muscles just maybe are kind of weak. And I really, really, really hope this doesn't turn into something worse. If it stays as is, I can deal with it, but it does still bug me. So, dysphagia is in my life. Um, now, this one is pronounced similarly. It is dysphagia. So, there's no j sound. It is a j sound. Dysphagia. D-Y-S-P-H-A-S-I-A. Noun from circa 1883. Loss of or deficiency in the power to use or understand language as a result of injury to or disease of the brain. Well, I, I have no injury that I'm aware of or disease that I'm aware of, but I also feel like I have a bit of this too dysphagia uh sometimes let's see what is it the uh where is where is the words loss or deficiency in the power to use or understand language so clearly you hear me talking sometimes i get fumbled over my words or i just throw in the wrong word uh some sometimes that happens uh, but also sometimes when people are talking to me um you know if i'm if if they're maybe a little muffled or mumbling or uh, maybe if I'm turn my head, whatever reason, you know, I could have trouble hearing or understanding what they're saying. And I may have to ask somebody multiple times, I'm sorry, you have to say that again, because it just sounds like some goddamn gibberish to me. Um, it's not, not all the time, but every once in a while, in certain contexts, I have a little bit of an issue. I got some maybe dysphagia. Again, no clue if it's related to a disease or an injury or just, you know, genetics, brain being bad. You know, th there are a couple of things that could 
partially describe it or partly uh, explain it. I do think I was dropped on my head when I was a child, a baby. These are things that happen and they have controlled. They have affected my life going forward, possibly. Dysphasic is a noun or an adjective. Doesn't give any more information about phagia in terms of etymology, just like phagia with the swallowing thing. We get enough information, I guess. But maybe we will learn more about those in the PHA section. Dysphemism. Dysphemism. D-Y-S-P-H-E-M-I-S-M. Noun from 1884. This is the substitution of a disagreeable, offensive, or disparaging expression for an agreeable or inoffensive one. Also, an expression so substituted. Uh, okay, so I'm not exactly sure what kind of expression. Like, is this a, a verbal expression where you say a thing? Um, like, well, let's let's go back to the uh, the last thing that I remember reading that was considered often disparaging. The word dyke can be disparaging. So... Um, so the substitution for the word dyke into the word lesbian would be a dysphemism, right? Because this is the substitution of a disagreeable, offensive, or disparaging expression, example, the word dyke, for an agreeable or inoffensive one, i.e. the word lesbian. Um, and then the expression so substituted, so the, the expression that you are replacing would also be the dysphemism. And dysphemistic is an adjective. Doesn't give a whole lot of information in the etymology. It's the prefix dis plus the suffix femism, as in euphemism, spelled with an eu. So that'll be an interesting suffix to read when we get there. What does it mean? I don't know. Something about phrases and expressions, probably. Um, yeah. Didn't know that there was a word that described this uh, type of situation. So if somebody says, uh, you you said something that I don't agree with, that I don't like, that I think is offensive, disparaging, uh, then uh, can you please uh, do a dysphemism and swap it out and try again with a dysphemism, something that is more agreeable and not offensive, more importantly. <laughs> Dysphonia, D-Y-S-P-H-O-N-I-A, noun from circa 1706. This is defective use of the voice. So if for some reason your vocal cords, your voice box, all that stuff isn't working as good as it used to or as good as it should or as good as normal voice cords, vocal cords, that's what they're called, right? Uh, Then I guess you got some dysphonia. I hope I never have this. I do get sore, you know, talking, talking a lot here and sometimes just talking a lot during the day with coworkers and stuff, you know, it gets sore. But uh, hope, luckily, I haven't had any dysphonia yet. And hopefully I don't get any before this podcast is done. But maybe making a sound like this is not helping. Dysphoria. 
So all we did was we replaced the N in dysphonia with an R, and it's a whole new word. Noun, a whole new word. Dysphoria, it's not dysphonia. Okay, dysphoria is a noun from circa 1842. A state of feeling unwell or unhappy. And dysphoric or dysphoric is an adjective. Let's talk about the etymology before we talk more about the word. This is from the Greek dysphoros, which means hard to bear, which is from dis plus pharine, which means to bear. So like, this is your cross to bear. This is the thing that you are dealing with. Oh, it's so unbearable. Um, so, so, is that how you say spell unbearable? U-N-B-E-A-R? Or is it U-N-B-A-R-E? That might be different. I'm not sure. So, dysphoria. Just being unwell or unhappy about a thing. You know, depression would be, I guess, a kind of dysphoria. But I feel like I feel like the, the, the context that we hear this word use most is when people don't feel so well about their body. Too small, too big. And it's, uh, it's, it, they have a, a, a dysphoric view about their body. And, uh, oh, it just makes me so unhappy. I don't, I don't, I want people to feel good about themselves. That's all I want. Uh, and so I feel very bad when people have something like this. Um, maybe I'm mixing up my words, but I'm pretty sure this is the correct word in that context. Um, and, you know, so that, that turns into, you know, there's anorexia and bulimia and, you know, other things. It's, I think they call it like body dysfor- dysmorphia. Oh, wait, is that, am I using the wrong word? Dysmorphia or dys, dysphoria? Oh, boy. And now I'm, now I'm really questioning everything that I'm saying. Dys, I think it's dysphoria. That makes sense. Feeling unwell or unhappy about your body. Anyway, you get the picture, but this, this word is just all about being unwell or unhappy in general. Okay, we now got to talk about the last word in this long episode because these all of these words have, there's a lot of uh, information, a lot of stuff to talk about with them. So, uh, you know, I had a lot to say. Okay, the last word. That is a very abnormal, impaired, difficult, or bad sound. Uh, okay, this last word is dysplasia. D-Y-S-P-L-A. S-I-A, noun from circa 1923, 100 years ago. Oh, I forgot to say, I mentioned this in the previous episode, I want to get in the habit of saying, when and where am I recording this? Because for my own brain, I want to. I want to, want to remind myself later. Uh, so, today, May 18th, 2023, it is currently 746, uh, so I started recording this around... 7, what, 7.10-ish Central Standard Time, AM. I am at work. I'm in my work office. Okay, the last word, dysplasia, is abnormal growth or development as of organs or cells, but broadly, abnormal anatomical structure due to such growth. So the growth of a thing in an abnormal way is dysplasia, but the 
the structure of how it has grown in that abnormal way is also the dysplasia. Uh, And dysplastic is an adjective. There is no additional etymology. So um, this seems like if you have uh, dysgenesis or possibly dysgenic, if you are dysgenic or have dysgenesis, then uh, I guess you would also be considered uh, to have dysplasia uh, because that's all about abnormal growth and things. Um, Maybe my brain has some dysplasia. Don't know, maybe when I'm dead, somebody can look at my brain. Uh, okay, so I now need to pick a word of the episode. Not sure, this this might be difficult, because who doesn't want to pick dysentery as the word of the episode? Today we had dysentery, dysfunction, dysgenesis, dysgenic, dyskinesia. Maybe I should uh, give a little bit of information on some of these to remind all of us what they are. Uh, dyskinesia is the uh, jerky motions. Dyslexia is uh, having trouble acquiring or processing language. Dyslogistic just means uncomplimentary. Dysmenorrhea is painful menstruation. Dysmenorrhea is the same thing, but spelled so dumb. Dysmorphic is uh, just malformation. Uh, That would be another one connected to dysplasia. Uh, Dyspepsia is um, indigestion, being disgruntled. How disgruntled is connected to digestion, not sure. Maybe if you have indigestion, you are going to feel uh, some dyspepsia because you're just disgruntled about, oh, my belly is so uncomfortable and I don't like it and it makes me mad. I'm disgruntled. Dysphagia is the problem with swallowing. Dysphagia is uh, having trouble understanding language. Dysphemism is uh, substituting a disparaging expression for something better. Dysphonia is having problems with your voice. Dysphoria is just being unwell or unhappy. And dysplasia is abnormal growth or development. Um, and I skipped some of the earlier ones. I th- oh, dysgenic would be a big one. Uh, promoting survival of the weak or diseased at the expense of the strong or healthy. Okay, so, so, which one am I going to pick? Um, these are all great words. They're all really fascinating things of just things being odd and abnormal and different. And I, uh, I often like the sort of different things. Um, I think, ooh, tempted to pick dyslexia. That's a really big one that I know a lot of people have. It's a spectrum. You can have light dyslexia, heavy dyslexia. Is your, is your flow of dyslexia heavy or light? Um, I think I just have to pick, uh, dysphagia because it's all about difficulty in swallowing. And this is absolutely a thing that I have had to deal with for the last three years, I think. And uh, yep, I think that's just part of uh, just something that I'm just going to have to live with for the rest of my life. So, this dysphagia, dysphagia, I got difficulty in swallowing with the dysphagia.
All right, that was fine. Um, it's movie time, and I'm pretty sure you will have heard this already. I'm pretty sure that I mentioned both Brian and Charles and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, twice. I think I mentioned, I just didn't remember at all. So let's not mention them again. Uh, wishful Drinking. Uh, not really considered a movie, but sort of. Um, it, it's really just a sort of a comedy show, a stand up ish show of uh, Carrie Fisher. Obviously, this was before she passed away. This was within the last 10 years, I want to say. And uh, this is pretty much just her getting up on a stage. I think she toured around with this and uh, just talking about her life. And it's a fascinating life. And I highly recommend watching this. Um, It is from 2010. Yeah, so uh, 13 years ago she did this. Um, I don't remember what year she passed away. I want to say it was within the last five years or so. Um, she did. I just I, I learned this not too long ago. Uh, on May fourth, on the on Star Wars Day, uh, she received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is crazy to think that she just got one. How did she not have one before? That's just bonkers to me. Um, but so congratulations to Carrie Fisher. Um, she has a really just a fascinating, odd, crazy life. And, um, in addition to this movie thing, wishful drinking, I will also recommend postcards from the edge because it's, uh, it's her story. She wrote the book, she wrote the movie. So, uh, yeah, go learn more about Carrie Fisher. Fascinating person. All right. Uh, that's going to be the end of this episode, this long episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer trying to dispense information. Hopefully you understand it all and you don't have any uh, dyslexia or uh, dysphagia with this. Goodbye. We are coming back for another season, and we are here to answer the hard-hitting questions like, did Jodorowsky's Dune inspire the modern era of sci-fi? Why did we get two Dune video games from the same company in the same year? What was the real reason Disney dropped the production for Nimona? Is it Kingdom of the Sun or Kingdom in the Sun? Why is Sting so miserable? How many monsters did Godzilla fight? Why do studios in the U.S. think it's okay for them to make Godzilla movies? The Haunted Mansion and the Pirates of the Caribbean ride were supposed to be connected? Is Crimson Peak just a reincarnation of Guillermo del Toro's The Haunted Mansion? Was Willem Dafoe really going to be a villain in Treasure Planet 2? And what what is is a a Star Star War? War? This season, we answer all these questions and more in the fourth season of How Did This Not Get Made? Starting June 17th, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.